RadioInfluence.com. This is the Valor Hour on Radio Influence. Your weekly glimpse inside all things Valor Fights and a look at what's going on in the rest of the MMA community. Now, here's your host, Tim Loy. Welcome to another edition of the Valor Hour, episode number 204. I'm your host, Tim Loy, and it is fight week, so we're shifting gears back to the picks panel that you all uh, have come to know and love as we get ready to jump into two straight weeks of action. Of course, this week is the all-amateur showcase at the world-famous Cotton Eye Joe. We're going to talk about every fight, get our picks and predictions from our panelists. Uh, that is uh, Valor 81. It goes down this Friday night, and you can get your tickets at fighterticks.com, uh, or you can order the pay-per-view at vfcmma.com and follow along with the action. Next week, of course, uh, we are back in Chattanooga for Valor 82, and that is going to be a big pro-am show. So we'll have back-to-back picks panels. I don't know how we're going to fit a recap uh, for this week into next week with this so long. we we'll have to figure that out here uh, when we come to it. But uh, as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Justin Watson. He'll be there uh, cage side judging the fights this weekend. Justin, what's going on? You ready to get back into it? Yeah, man. Uh, just want to tell you happy birthday before we get started here. Oh, well, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, it has been uh, uh, and has been a very enjoyable, chill day. Uh, turning a forty-three years young and uh, not not as depressed about it as I thought I would be. Also on the line, of course, we have got the voice of our our announcer, the man you uh, that you hear uh, calling these uh, bad boys out, Jeff Hobbs. What's going on, Jeff? What's up, my man? Man, excited. Uh, we've got uh, two back-to-back weeks. We're about to jump into uh, what appears to be a, a, a long run, six uh, shows over the next three months. So we're going to stay busy at it. Also uh, joining us for our picks panel tonight, we've got Greg Hopkins, the reigning and defending Valor 170 champion, getting ready to go back into the breach next week. But this week, he's got picks for us. What's happening, champ? What's going on, man? Happy birthday, man. Thanks, buddy. I appreciate it. I, I never thought it. <laughs> Yeah, right. I, I'm wearing it well, hopefully. And then our our oh, final. How many fights we got in a matter of eight days for Valor? In the matter of eight days, we have 40 fights. Yeah. Uh, it is it's a lot to get through. Uh, and uh, of course, our final panelist, of course, uh, also joining us. Uh, he'll be on the on the mic doing color commentary this weekend, and then to and then into the cage himself next week at uh, at the Chattanooga show. Uh, bumping back up to cruiserweight for this one. We got the reigning 205 champ on the line, Torres Finney, the Punisher. What's going on, my man? What's going on, Tim? And happy 43rd birthday, because guess what? That's the same <laughs> number I was throughout college, number 43. So happy <laughs> Torres Finney for you, Happy birthday, big man. <laughs> Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, no, not a better bunch of guys I'd like to spend it with. Uh, of course, uh, before we jump into our picks and predictions, Justin, get us caught up on our standings uh, as we go into this week. All right. Coming into this week, Greg's in the lead with 88 points. Torres with 79 Hobbs follows up with 79, I guess, tied, tied with Torres there. Um, so we'll get two points for each correct uh, pick and one additional point for the method. All right. Uh, well, the, you guys ready to go? Yeah, let's get into it, man. Justin will moderate and uh, run through uh, the fights and uh, throw it to uh, to our guys here. Uh, for the first uh, bulk of the fights, we'll uh, we'll only have a, a breakdown, if you will, from from one panelist to the other panelist. will just give their prediction, and then when we get down to the final four, then we'll go around the horn. Um, so, uh, Justin, let's get it going, my man. 
All right, first up, we have uh, 75 pound uh, junior grappling, uh, one five minute round. Antonio Nelson from Foot Clan MMA in Knoxville, Tennessee, taking on Josh Davidson out of KMA in Knoxville. So it's been a while since we've had uh, the kids this young in here, and this when uh, we, we kind of came together with a little bit late in the game. Uh, we've got uh, Antonio is from the Foot Clan there, trained by Shane Hill there in Knoxville. This will be the first time that we've seen the Foot Clan back in action in now, man, I guess it's been about three, four years. So it'll be very interesting to see, uh, you know, what they bring to the table. They're going to be, uh, you know, solid grapplers uh, at the very least. Uh, Shane Hill is, uh, you know, very, very good instructor over there and has turned out some pretty good talent over the years. So it'll be interesting to see them get back into it. Um, and then, of course, Josh Davidson training over there at KMAA. So his main trainer uh, in the youth classes over there would be Dre Miley. Um, now, Josh, I'm somewhat more familiar with from when when Ollie was training over there. And, uh, you know, he's a he's a, a decent sized kid and, and pretty, pretty strong and aggressive. Uh, don't know a whole lot about Antonio. Uh, five minutes, man, you know, uh, the draw is in play here for sure. All right, so Justin, you want to? Uh, I guess we'll, we'll uh, get us going with the uh, with these picks order. Okay, well we'll start with Torres. Um, yes. Um, you know, looking at the kid, uh, um, looking at this grappler match, like you say, uh, Foot Clan been out of for a hot minute, and you know, you look like you say you have some experience seeing some of Josh Davidson. So uh, I'm going to go with Josh Davidson, uh, KMMA. I'm. Them, you know, they have some really good jiu-jitsu, you know, especially from the pedigree of all those guys there. So uh, I'm going to lean to the KMMA side on this one. So give me Josh Davidson. All right. So you think he'll get, he gets the finish? Uh, well, it's either a draw yeah, or a sub. A yeah, there's, yeah, it's either a draw or sub. Yeah, so, oh, uh, it is five minutes. Ooh, yeah. I, I might go with the draw. I might go with the draw. You know what? I'm going out of the limb. I'm going out of the limb. Take it back. Take it back. I'm going to get Josh. I'm taking Josh. Submission. All right. Give a submission. Hobbs? Uh, yeah, I'm going to have to echo that and I'm going, uh, one five minute round, huh? Um, I'm going draw. All right, Greg. I'll also say draw. All right. Next up, we got Shlomo Boyd stepping in to take on TJ Daughtry, 170 pound, uh, combat jujitsu. Shlomo coming out of Boyd Brothers in Atlanta, TJ out of Foot Clan in Knoxville. Okay, so, uh, yeah, now this was originally to be T.J. Daughtry, uh, who is another uh, Foot Clan guy, trained by Shane Hill. He's a blue belt, I can tell you that. I believe this will be his first competition in Combat BJJ or in the cage. He may have done some grappling tournaments. Um, He's taken on Shlomo Boyd, who we've seen a lot, man. I mean, he's been competing in everything he possibly can lately, which is uh, a credit to him because it really seems like every time we see him, he he improves some. So this is actually pretty interesting. Shlomo's been doing the combat BJJ. So, um, you know, this is the slap grappling involved. Um, I think that uh, this will actually be a really, really uh, interesting battle here. Shlomo, of course, taking it on about a week's notice originally to be Josh Maynard who had an injury last week. So Shlomo steps up and uh, takes on TJ. I don't, I don't really have a lean on this one because I, I'm not that familiar with TJ. All right. Hobbs, we'll go to you first. Uh, yeah. I mean, kind of like the rest of you, I know uh, Greg's talked about it a little bit off air and I think we're all impressed with what Shlomo Boyd is doing right now and how far along he's coming. Um, He's, he's getting so active. He's just getting better and better and better each time we see him. So short notice or not, man, I like Shlomo Boyd in this one. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think he's going to get the finish. 
All right. Greg? Yeah, uh, I got a we, – we were talking about it off air, and, and, and Tim mentioned a big factor in this to where – uh, this is uh, you know grappling uh, CJ, uh, CCJ uh, combat jiu-jitsu match and uh, I don't you said that TJ daughter had not uh, competed as his first one uh, but Shlomo's already you know he's a professional fighter and you're, you're mixing that in a little bit it's, it's still not punching but slapping's different I, I gotta go with Shlomo boy too uh, uh, by submission alright Hobbs I mean Torres uh, I'm going to go with Slow Mo Boy, but I'm going to go with him uh, by TKO. I think he's going to get the finish with slaps. Um, you know, with that being to his, uh, um, with it bidding as his uh, chance to be able to uh, finish the fight, I don't think he's going to finish it by submission. Um, I think he'll just use more of an MMA based type jujitsu and get the uh, TKO in this one. It's a ballsy pick. All right. Next up, we have Catchweight Muay Thai, Cody Linder. Uh, this is at 165 pounds. Cody Linder, four and two out of Striker Fight Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, taking on Malachi Lee, one and two out of Spartan Academy in Columbia, South Carolina. Well, this one's going to be fun. Uh, it's been a minute since we've seen Cody Linder. He comes out of the Striker Fight Center down there, training with Jason Wolf um, and and those guys. So he's gonna he's gonna be ready. Uh, you know, we haven't seen him in a moment. He he's got several fights experience. Last time out, we saw him beat Derek Smith from Lee Kickboxing Academy, and uh, Derek was kind of trying to be more finesse and and, and you know use uh, you know just like tie skills, whereas Cody's just this dude that kind of bites down on it and walks you down and throws really hard and has a really good chin. Not the most technical guy, but he hits really hard and he's got a and, and he's got a really nice uh, chin on him too. So uh, very you know just rough and tumble uh, guy is uh, Cody Linder, but he's been out a minute, so we'll see how the cage rust affects him he's taking on uh, Malik Lee who is out of that Spartan Academy over there in South Carolina with the likes of KJ Franklin Charlie Miller and those guys uh, always very skilled always very technical they always are are, are very game and prepared so uh, this is uh, this is going to be a good one last time we saw Malik Lee he was actually on the losing side of a decision that he probably would have won uh, uh, Hobbs you and I and Greg were on the call for this one actually for commentary uh, he uh, he he fought Ben Berlou from Triple Crown and kept getting low blow points deducted. Otherwise, he probably would have won the fight, but but do, uh, due to the point deductions, he ended up losing that decision. So uh, we'll see if he's kind of cleaned things up here. All right, we'll start with Torres on this one. Um, yes, um, after doing a little research on, um, on between both of them, uh, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Cody Linder in this one. Um, I think you know, not fighting since I believe what 2019 isn't. It? Yeah, it's been um, a minute. Yeah. So with him being, you know, being out for a hot minute, um, I think you know he with him being out doesn't mean he has to been training. And I do believe he's uh he's been in this and be consistently going at it. So I'm gonna take Cody Linder in this one. I'm taking him by uh by knockout in the second round. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I like Linder TKO in this one as well. Greg, man, right, these rounds are two minutes long, right? Yes, three twos. Right, I'm going to take the decision by Cody Linder right there with his clean sweep, though. All right, yep. Everybody taking Cody Linder on that one. Next up, we have uh, catch weight, 110 pound Muay Thai. Zane Burton, debut out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, taking on Antonio Holt, also a debut in Muay Thai out of Boyd Brothers MMA in Atlanta, Georgia. 
Uh, then, yeah, we got the big boys here. So, uh, you know, we got uh, Catchweight 210. So these guys are going are gonna to have some size to them. Uh, you know, I, well, Torres is probably going to be a better breakdown on this one than me, but I'll set the table anyway. It's, uh, you know, Zane Burton making his debut out of a gogi. So Greg and uh, Torres trained with him down there. From what I've heard, um, I want to say they told me that maybe one of his parents was was a kickboxer as well. So I, I want to say that he, he uh, one, one of his parents has got some kickboxing experience. Um, his he's mom. taking. His mom. Okay. Yeah. And then, um, and then his opponent, um, of course, Antonio Holt, uh, teammate of Shloma Boyd. Uh, he's another guy that we, he's just been really active. He, he's came and he's done the, uh, the Hydra Cubs, uh, done the tag team, uh, with Shlomo, uh, has fought, uh, two Agogi guys. He came out on the losing side to Torres and John Hampton. So this will be his third, uh, outing with an Agogi guy, but tell you what, man, Holt is, is a guy that, uh, he's very game. He's young, he's athletic, and, and he, he's going to come forward and throw like the fight with Hampton was a lot of fun because they really, really, uh, both landed some, some big shots. So I'm expecting this one to be a war. All right, Greg, get us started. Well, I was hoping to get the feed off of Feeney because Feeney's got to spend a lot more time with Zane than I have. However, I do know, <clears throat> I do know Zane. He's from the same hometown that I'm from, and uh, I remember getting to see him wrestle growing up a little bit. But he stopped wrestling in high school, and yeah, his mom was uh, was like a world kickboxing champion, and he's got other people in his family that are also legit world champions. Uh, uh, however, Zane, this is his first his first competition, his first fight, and uh, and he's. He's a debut fighter. Uh, I, I really am just excited to see Zane. I've got to see him in the gym working hard every, you know, every day. Every time I come in there, he's in there early. He's leaving. He's leaving late. He's a uh, he's he's early. He's young in the game, but he's he's asking the big questions like, how do I get sponsors? How do I get this? How do I get that? You know, because he's going to school and he's doing this, he's doing that, and he's doing everything he loves right now. He's a good guy. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be completely biased right here, and I'm going to go with Zane here. Uh, you know, Zane's been working his ass off, and whoever he's going against, I know they're going to have a tough fight on their hands, so i got to go with Zane. All right, Torres. I mean, well, I see. Uh, finish or uh, decision? Oh, man, dude, that's another thing. He's been talking about getting that finish, getting that finish, man. But, I mean, Antonio Holt's got to have a bitter, sour taste in his mouth. You know what I'm saying? Like, against a Gogi, you know, I mean, two losses right there against both of them. Zane Burton, I got to take him by decision. All right, Torres. Um, yeah, that's my same pick as well. Zane Burton by decision. Um, Zane is a phenomenal fighter, man. Yeah, he's going to have a lot to show. Uh, it's it just, you know, after seeing Antonio, I've, I've seen his improvement. I mean, I was legit his first fight. Then I've seen him fight against John. Then I've seen him at these different Hydra Cups. And he also has been training at America Top Team um, down there a few times with uh, Trayshawn Gore. He's been sparring with him and some of those Lima brothers. So he has been getting experience. He has been getting taught uh, different techniques. And uh, I'm expecting to see a big a big, uh, big test for Zane coming out of Antonio. So Antonio is not going to be any slouch, but uh, neither will Zane. It's going to be a really good fight between both of them. And like uh, Tim said, and yes, uh, Greg said as well, uh, his mother is a world champion kickboxer. So you're going to be seeing some of that uh, being instilled into him. So I'm excited to see this fight. But yeah, give me Zane by decision. All right, Hobbs. Uh, I'll rock the boat. I'm going Holt decision. All right. So Hobbs takes Holt by decision. The other two go Verton by decision. All right. Next up, we have lightweight 155 tie, uh, three two minute rounds. Dustin. 
Whitmire 1-0 out of Tullahoma Thai Boxing in Tullahoma, Tennessee, taking on K.J. Franklin 1-3 out of Spartan Academy, Columbia, South Carolina. All right, this is going to be a fun one. Uh, this is, in my opinion, probably our best tie fight of the night. And uh, Torres and Greg have both been on the call for uh, for both of these guys before. Dustin Whitmore out of that Tullahoma tie boxing uh, group has done both of his fights on Primal Combat. Uh, he's he's a he's a, a ripped up ginger, uh, a ripped up long haired ginger at that. He's a he's a he's a super nice guy and very tough. Uh, the 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 last time out, we saw him beat the uh, hometown hero in uh, uh, Cody Tungit. And uh, with a big, I want to say that was a second or third round knockout there uh, at, at Primal Combat. So uh, he'll be taking on KJ Franklin, who is one and three, but his record is very misleading. He's another one of those guys out of Spartan Academy, uh, trains Charlie Miller. And uh, last time out, he was actually giving a very nice account of himself, I thought, against Tyler Jones. But then Tyler Jones landed just this perfectly placed spinning uh, uh, kick, uh, back kick to the to the liver that dropped KJ, and he he was done at that point but again don't let the one and three record fool you this guy's put together he's very skilled and uh, i think him and whitmore is going to be a war uh greg uh anything you got on this you've uh, you called both of these guys fights uh in the past yeah i remember whitmore was uh, just a boss of the wall the whole time and did like held nothing back was just just pre- forward pressure and was just mean mean as a snake and uh and and oh man and, and then in kj franklin he was uh, when he was fighting Tyler. <clears throat> that was a uh, you know I, it, I I I don't know how to really score boxing, but if I would have had to score it, I would have said that you know he probably would have won the first round against Tyler Jones. Well, well that was it. He you know he was winning the first round before he got yeah. You know, I think he was. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. So like, well, I just think that. Ugh, I think Whittemore is going to have more to bring. And KJ had his hands down a lot in that fight. It was just kind of like, you know, trying to, you know, bring it in. And I don't think that he needs to allow that with Whittemore. And I think Whittemore maybe possibly gets a finish here. I got to go. I, I have it written down Whittemore decision, but I'm going to go with finish right here. But Whittemore, Whittemore by KO right here. All right, Torres. Um, yes. Um, I remember both of these guys big time. Um, Dustin, uh, like uh, Tim said, he comes out hard and, I do remember his uh, last fight on Primal. He won by a TKO in the second round, I believe. And uh, KJ, as we were saying, him against Tyler, I mean, man, he was taking it to Tyler. I mean, he, he landed a few good shots. But, you know, Tyler Jones, just as good in his own right, that spinning back kick to the gut was phenomenal. Um, he did get caught. I think this is going to be a really good Muay Thai fight. Um, I think KJ is going to bring it, but I'm going to take Dustin by decision. Um, in this one. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I like Whitmore by uh, TKO. I think, you know, in that last fight, KJ, uh, you know, Tyler Tyler didn't come after KJ. Um, it was more of a technical uh, fight, and Whitmore is going to just put that aggressive uh, pressure on him. Uh, so I'm, I got Dustin. All right, Greg, you said TKO as well. I yes, think sir. Greg did, yeah. Yeah, okay. So everybody goes with Whitmore, uh, Greg and Hobbs by TKO, Torres by decision. Next up, we have lightweights, 155 MMA. Randy Feldman, debut at Independent out of Knoxville, Tennessee, taking on Cody Stewart, 0-1 out of the UFC gym in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. 
This one's a bit of a, a, a mysterious one. Randy Feldman making his debut, uh, not aligned with the gym at the moment, uh, just transferred to Knoxville, Tennessee by way of Reno, Nevada. So he was training at a gym in Reno before he moved here. But as of right now, he'd be going in unaffiliated. Um, that's about all I know about him. I, it looks like he had he had been training for almost a year before he moved here. Um, he's taken on Cody Stewart, a guy that we've seen one time before in a losing effort uh, via decision to KMAA's Jason Davis, who we never saw again, oddly enough, after that. But uh, from what I recall, that fight was was a little bit of a slog. Uh, it was it went all the rounds. It seemed like Jason Davis was able to get the takedowns and kind of just you know hold position and grind on Cody over the rounds. And so uh, I imagine Feldman will will likely uh, you know engage in a bit more of a brawl here with with Cody Stewart. And so. Uh, I, I still thought Cody showed pretty good composure in that first fight. I and mean, we can say that he's gone all the rounds. He, you know, he's gone nine minutes in the cage already, even in a loss. So uh, that has got to be worth something. And training out of that UFC gym in Murfreesboro, uh, out of the middle Tennessee area. So I'll go to you, uh, Hobbs, here for a little insight here since he's uh, from a gym out in your neck of the woods. Yeah, man. Um, like you said, though, there's, there's just not enough information out there on Feldman to uh, give you any kind of logical reason to pick them other than um, just trying to rock the boat here and, and maybe steal some points from my cohorts. Um, but like you said, I mean, we have seen Stewart. We know he's gone the distance and, and gone, um, <clears throat> you know, nine minutes in the cage. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to take Stewart by decision. Um, and oddly enough, if you guys hadn't noticed, man, we are, when's the last time we have been red corner heavy on our picks? Yeah, uh, I can't recall but, that. Uh, yeah, that's, that's why. So I'm going to dip my toe over in the blue corner on this one. Okay, Greg. Um, I don't know, red heavy, right? Uh, I guess I'll, I can't go with, uh, I'll go, I'll go with Cody Stewart. Um, now, nah, you know what? I'm gonna go against. I'm gonna go against. Uh, I got. I got to rock the boat now. We'll go with Randy Feldman as in uh, the independent. We'll go Randy Feldman with uh, with the TKO. All right, Torres. Yeah, I'm gonna go with uh, the, the same pick. Um, he has the experience. Um, plus, uh, I think I'm looking at the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna actually. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Cody Stewart. Take the back. So sorry. Yeah, I'm going with Cody Stewart in this one. Um, him having experience, he went uh, the distance. Um, like I say, the guy's an independent, but he just got to his new gym, so it'll be interesting. But give me Cody Stewart in this one. About decision, decision, decision. All right, so Hobbs and Torres both go Stewart by decision. Greg takes Feldman by TKO. Next up, flyweight, 125 pound MMA, Brandon the Headhunter Soriano, 0 and 1 out of. Critical damage, Jackson, Tennessee, taking on Justin Williams' debut out of Maribel BJJ. All right, so we got some flyweights here. Um, we've got Brandon Serrano. This is his uh, second time going into battle. The first time was at the last Primal Combat. He was the very first fight on the card, actually. He took on a Q2 out of National MMA, who uh, it looks to be a very, very solid prospect. And, uh, you know, Serrano came out on the losing end of that one by submission in the third round, but. To his credit, he showed a uh, he showed a lot of gameness, showed a lot of scrappiness. He he struggled to stop the takedowns uh, of Q two and, and wound up on his back uh, for large portions of the fight. There were a couple times that he managed to get up. There was one time that he managed to sweep, and he actually was landing okay on the feet. So um, 
this this kid's kind of got a little bit of natural fight in him. It seems like uh, the critical damage group has not had a lot of success uh, up to up to this point. So you know he's he, he seems to me to be the most like dialed in of them. He seems to really want it. He, he messages me a lot. He, he seems like he really wants this. He wants to stay active. Um, so it'll be uh, curious to see how he gets out here. Uh, dropping down to 125. That last fight was at 135, and he was outsized a good bit by the National MMA fighter Q2. So uh, out of critical damage again, uh, <laughs> the thing that stands out the most to me was his corner last time, as Hobbs pointed out, was like one corner was like into an argument with Tyler Edwards, the promoter, and left like the other junior corner like just – completely clueless in the corner. <laughs> uh, it was, it was I funny. I got this one. Yeah. Oh, shit. Uh, but, but to Serrano's credit again, he, he was pretty game out there. Really. I got to give him some props. Um, he's taking on Justin Williams, who uh, I don't know much about. He's out of Maryville BJJ in Maryville, Tennessee. He's a white belt. He is very tall and lean at the weight class. He is a six, he's a six foot tall, uh, 125 er uh, very, very tall and lean. Um, and that's really all I got on him. He's, he's not competed before. He's been very eager. I'll say that. Uh, but, uh, yeah, uh, we'll see if Serrano's cage uh, time is, you know, helps him out here as probably a little bit of an underdog still, but having the, having the cage experience, I think may, may help his nerves. All right. You got a little bit more on that Hobbs. Yeah, man. I'm glad you mentioned that. Cause I forgot that that's who that was, man. Y'all, I'm telling you, I never felt so bad, but but laughed so hard in a you know sitting next to a, a corner in my life because the guy come in with two corner guys, like you said, one got in an argument in between or you know during the fight with the promoter and ended up leaving the corner and going outside to work it out and left the other cat in the corner and if you could just see the I don't know the the scaredness. And the, the horror confu- and the confusion of when this young man turned to me and said, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I mean, he, the corner man was shaking back and forth and he just turned to and he goes, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to do. And so for nine straight minutes, he just kept saying, get up, <laughs> get up. You got to get up. Uh, but oh man i felt so bad for the kid so now that i know that and remember that story i'm taking justin williams by submit (laughs) but listen i hope serrano uh you know brings a brings a a better corner with him this time if not i don't know torres you're gonna have to get off the the mic and and come help him all right torres well if that's the case then i'll definitely come corner him Teach him, give him a little, give him a little double leg here and there, probably help him out. But uh, uh, I'm not gonna lie, I'm gonna go with Brandon Serrano on this one. Um, I think you know after seeing that last fight, he did get taken down a lot. Um, he he tapped. What was it? Was rear naked? What was a head? What type of choke? It was something. He tapped out something. Yeah, I want to say it was a rear naked late late in the fight. But I also recall him being like stuck in some submissions that he like gutted out, in the, out. like in the lead up. Yeah. Yeah, I do remember that. Yes. Um, yeah. And see, so, yeah, Serrano's tough, man. So this is not going to be no easy fight at all for Justin. Um, this is, uh, won't be because he's debuting. So it would be nice to see what Justin brings to the table. But I think Serrano gets that first dub on his record. Give me Serrano by uh, TKO. All right, Greg. He took Serrano by TKO. I'm going to take Justin Williams just because he said he's super tall and super lanky and he's coming from a jiu-jitsu gym in Maryville. So... You know, Hunter's uh, 
or I'm sorry, not Hunter, Brandon Serrano, the headhunter, who's 0-1. His guys won lost by submission, so I think we just see a deja vu. And again. All right, so Hobbs and Greg both take Williams by sub, Torres Serrano by TKO. Next up, we have uh, heavyweights 265 MMA Robert Murray debut out of Team Mayhem in Tazewell, Virginia, taking on Torrell jo- Terrell Jones, Terrell Johns 0 2 out of No Mercy MMA, the Goon Squad in Union, South Carolina. So uh, a bit, of, another bit of a mystery here. We've got uh, we've got Robert Murray who is with uh, Roger Hunnell. If you guys remember Roger Hunnell, who beat. Uh, who beat uh, uh, Taylor Burton uh, show before last. And now Roger, uh, you know, uh, he, he's also going to be bringing the opponent for Lee Radford in the main event. So uh, Robert is a big guy. It looks like he's, uh, these are going to be two big heavyweights. This may even be a super heavyweight fight now that I think about it. I'm not hundred percent sure, but uh, I know they're both going to be like, Right at that 265, if not over that. They're both big dudes. Um, the, you know, the Team Mayhem group out of Tazewell, uh, they're they're typically going to want to brawl. They're going to want to strike. I don't know a whole lot about Tyrell Johns other than Paul Teague, the Ninja Turtle, who is my liaison uh, at the Goon Squad. Uh, he says he's a tough guy. He looks like, a, you know, looks like he's a big, a big tough dude. He, both of his losses um, have been several years ago. And so, uh, you know, he's been around the game for several years, but been out of it also for several years so yeah who knows man i mean this is two teams that uh they're going to come out and, and be clubbering i'd say torres is our best guy to first a little more insight since he's the closest to their size but within about 60 70 pounds <laughs> what do you got there torres yeah um i'm looking at this fight I, I try my best to do some type of research on both these guys i've seen tyrell jones uh yeah he lost uh two fights one by referee his last fight referee stoppage his first fight by tko um, I looked up some stuff on Instagram on him. Not really didn't show nothing much. Just two pictures. So I don't know much about either or, but I will say they are some big guys. You're going to see some slinging and banging. Um, the fact that he's able to at least, you know, first of all, he did get this second round. No telling how he's been training. But then again, I don't know much about Robert. So uh, this is going to be a really tough one. I want to get it right now. <laughs> so I'm going to go with, um, I'm going with Robert Murray. I'm going with Robert Murray by uh, knockout. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, um, I'm tied with uh, Torres, so I got to kind of be smart on some of these and try to make up some ground. And I like the, uh, you know, regardless that they were two losses, uh, I like that my man's got two fights in. And uh, I'm going Tyrell Johns by TKO. Greg, no, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna let Robert Murray by TKO. All right, so Greg and Torres both go Murray TKO. Hobbs going Johns TKO. Hobbs is the real winner because the the other two guys are gonna have to like deal with Paul Teague. They have to explain themselves. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is true. That's exactly why. No, that's exactly why I picked. I picked Paul Teague. That's exactly what? why I went. Exactly but these two cats. These two cats don't roll in until about 530. I'm the one that's got to be right. for hours <laughs> for like two o'clock on. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, 145 pound featherweight MMA, Casey Daniel, MMA, uh, debut out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, taking on Cade Gregory, debut out of UFC gym in Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. 
We're about to hit a run of debuts, boys. Uh, we, but that's what makes these cards fun, honestly, is, is these debut guys, especially when they're against each other, are both so excited. They're both also nervous, which makes for some very frantic action in the cage, typically. So I don't, I think this one is going to be maybe fit the bill. we got Casey Daniel uh, out of Agogi Combatives, trains with uh, Greg and Torres down there, first fight for him. Um, uh, and then, of course, uh, his, his opponent, also a debut out of the UFC, Jim Murphy's bro. So he'll be coming here with his teammate, Cody Stewart. Kay Gregory is his name, Young Buck, from what I can gather. Um, man, I don't have much more on this one, so I'm going to go to Greg for a little more insight, at, at the very least, on uh, on the Agogi uh, competitor. Uh, yeah, Casey Daniel, I've got to uh, spar with him personally multiple times, and uh, uh, everybody knows that you know a fighter has a switch that you can turn on. Here's the thing. Casey Daniel is probably one of the nicest guys I've ever met in my whole life. He's just super nice. Every time he hits you, he's like, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. And I'm hoping he flips that switch and I can see it. And I think he – I really do think he's got a good one. Uh, With that being said, you know, uh, in in contradiction, Kay Gregory has a really cool name. So that name Gregory is a huge advantage in the fight (laughs) because that's just so sexy. But with that being said, no, I do got to say that Gregory's going to go down here in case of Daniel. I believe, I believe he wins by KO. I be, I think he finishes K Gregory within the distance. All right, Torres. Yep, um, I agree, man. Uh, Casey uh, is a tough son guy, um, former guy in the military, uh, works at the um, uh, what fire department, I believe, and uh, he, he's tough, man, and. Uh, Casey comes hard and he trains hard. Um, excited to see what Kay Gregory brings to the table. Looks like he's going to be a formidable opponent. But uh, I, I'm taking, without a doubt, Casey by um, TKO. Hobbs? Yeah, I mean, I, I got nothing. So it'd be silly for me to go against uh, the other two guys' insight because uh, they know more than I do. Uh, so I'm, I'm following suit uh, with Casey, but what uh, what were the methods on the other two, Justin? TKO. TKO. Um, I'm going to say sub. Maybe try to switch it up a little bit. All right, there you go. Hobbs We've seen what happens. Sub. We've seen what happens when Hobbs tries to get those Agogi fighters to sub people. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I mean, a, a, le- hey, a legit BJ. Hey, I know. Hey, hey Jalen, straight up, dude. Don't sub him. No. And I've offered <laughs> Jalen Harper. Don't sub. Hey Casey. I know. Don't sub. Him. Don't sub. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next up, 140-pound catchweight MMA, Peyton Uten making his debut out of National Martial Arts in Oak Ridge, Tennessee, taking on Sean Eastham, debut out of KMA in Knoxville. Okay, so we've seen Peyton Uten before in kickboxing action. This will be his first MMA uh, fight. He's blue belt uh, under Dustin Koppel over there at uh, National Martial Arts in Oak Ridge. Um, in kickboxing, uh, you know, he, he's fought very tough guys. He's been in there with, uh, with your, you know, your Tyler Jones and your, uh, your guys like that. Um, very, very tough, uh, strength to schedule as a kickboxer. Uh, he was a guy that I recall that was very tough to finish. Um, but, but also gassed a little bit, it seemed like later in the rounds, but he was, you know, uh, it looked like he was really taking some damage, but uh, he just doesn't go down. Uh, so he's definitely got some grit in him and, uh, and a blue belt again, he's not just a novice grappler. So, uh, he's going to have some experience, uh, advantages here over the KMAA fighter. Uh, and that's going to be Sean Eastham, who is a, uh, university of Tennessee 
student, I know. I know that he's got a little bit of wrestling in his background. I don't know if there's any accolades really to speak of, but high school wrestling. And, um, yeah, it's about all I got, man. I, it's just not uh, – this is not one that I, I know a whole lot of background on this KMA fighter. Beyond it, it you know, he's, he's one of several noobs on this card. So uh, we'll let Hobbs uh, kick off the convo. Ooh, I know what my – cohorts are going to pick now. You said the magic word. Yeah, right? <laughs> Wrestling. So, uh, I'm going to beat him to the punch. I'm taking Sean Eastham uh, by decision. Alright, Greg. I'm going to take Sean Eastham by ground and pound TKO. Torres. I'm going to take Sean Eastman by ground and pound TKO. And I'm going to call it. I'm calling him around, first round. All right. They didn't call it around, so they ain't going to get no points. Okay. I'm going to call, I'm going to call, I'm going to call, uh, uh, second, before the second minute. Like, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm a degenerate. You're going to try to degenerate me? All right. All right. I've got both those side bets marked down. Uh, everybody taking Eastman. Hobbs with decision, the other two with TKO. Next up, we are at 185-pound middleweight MMA. Michael Koger, debut out of United Elite in DeKalb, Illinois. Uh, taking on Bryce Gibbons, debut out of Win MMA from Buffalo, New York. All right, so this is our uh, our fight where uh, we've got two guys that are coming in from out of the area, uh, from rather far, actually. Michael Koger, uh, all the way from the Chicago area, DeKalb, Illinois, with United Elite by way of Detroit. Uh, he is a former All-State wrestler in high school. It says he's trained at BJJ for four years, although I do not have a rank down for him. Certainly looks to be athletic, and uh, you know uh, we'll see what he brings to the table coming all the way from Illinois. Uh, he's taking on Bryce Gibbs. Gibbons, who comes from even further than that, and he is from New York, man, training out of uh, WNY, that's a Western New York MMA out of Buffalo, uh, fairly uh, good-sized guy, six foot two, also a wrestling background for Bryce Gibbons, and uh, so uh, he's been very, very, uh, you know, uh, excited about making his uh, MMA debut with us. He's been trying to get down here now for, it seems like, six, seven months, so this is one of those uh, low-key sleeper fights to watch out for. We'll go to Torres, I guess, for a little insight here. All right. We got two wrestlers. I'm excited for this yeah. one. And, you know, most of the time when you get two wrestlers, this becomes a stand-up game. So <laughs> yeah. uh, it just depends on, you know, who was the better ref in this uh, scenario. I'm um, not saying I don't. Bryce Gibbons isn't a good wrestler. Just he said uh, Mike Koga was an all-state wrestler, and he'd been training BJJ for four years. So um, he – I think he's going to be pretty comfortable on the ground. I think that's where he's going to want to get the fight to. Um, looks like, I mean, looking by the, looking at the picture of Bryce Gibbons, looks like he's uh, you know got some good size on him, so he might have some uh, power packed behind that punch. But I'm going to go with Michael Coger in this one, and I'm going to go with uh, like TKO. All uh, right, Greg. Sorry, I was trying to look at the picture that Doris was looking at right there. With- Coker, Coker. Um, well, we was talking about the wrestling, and I was thinking that uh, you know Gibson was coming. If he's coming from New York and he wrestled in New York, that's a lot. That was a whole lot tougher field 
uh, in the battles they have in Illinois, even though Illinois is tough, you know, tough, one of those northern tough states uh, as far as wrestling goes. But, you know, Illinois, if you're an all-state, and then, but you don't have any accolades, usually if you have an accolade in wrestling, such as an all-state, you know, type of caliber wrestler, you're going to mention it in your, in your uh, you know, accolades. You're going to say something about it. Um, uh, with that, so with that being said, I'm going to have to, I'm, 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 both of them are debuted. I'm going to think that, you know, Koger is going to be, you know, the better guy you know, on the ground with four years of jiu-jitsu. So I got to go with Koger by submission. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I don't know, man. Because uh, uh, I tend to think that if you've been, uh, you know, doing uh, BJJ for four years, uh, you're you're proud of whatever belt you are. Um, Good. Like, like it should be like, you should be, you know, I don't know, four years, um, if you're least, pretty decent, it, you should be a purple belt. Right, right. You should at least be a purple belt. Uh, yeah. Just, just on time. So, I, you know, I don't know many people that have been training BJJ that long that just say the years they've been training and not what belt they are. So that, uh, you know, not that I'm discounting, you know, anything that he may or may not be, um, but it makes me wonder, um, you know, how often he trains, you know, because there are guys that, you know, you all know in your gyms that, you know, have maybe tra- training for this amount of time, but maybe they're kind of novice, only come in once or twice a week uh, and not really as far along as, as those hardcore guys. So I'm going Bryce Gibbons on this one. Um, and I'm going to say it is by TKO. And you got to figure Bryce Gibbons, uh, you know, coming from that upstate New York area, even if he didn't really get into any sort of like wrestling accolades, like if you kind of grew up wrestling in that upstate New York area, I imagine that's pretty good competition, isn't it, Torres? Yeah. <clears throat> I agree 100%. Yes, I agree 100%. When you have that type of uh, pedigree in wrestling, sometimes the transition from that to jujitsu becomes really hard, but. It, it, it's a lot. It's easy to do certain things with him not being on his back. I mean, as a wrestler, you don't like to be on your back. So I'm expecting him to have a really good top game, if anything, um, in this fight. All right, Justin, what we got here? We got uh, Greg and Torres both go with Cougar. Greg by submission, Torres by TKO. Hobbs goes Gibbons, TKO. Next up, we got 170-pound welterweight MMA Brian Diaz debut out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, taking on Taylor Dunsmore, 0-1 out of Foot Clan MMA in Knoxville, Tennessee. All right, so uh, welterweights here, Brian Diaz, another Agogi debut, one of several on this card. Um, I don't know a lot about him, so I'm going to lean on uh, Greg for a little more insight on this one, but uh, Taylor Dunsmore is opponent. Out of the aforementioned Foot Clan MMA group with Shane Hill here in Knoxville, uh, looking for his first win in his second try. Now, his first fight, he didn't fight with us. I want to say that he went up to Kentucky and fought on maybe a uh, Warrior show or maybe it was like like there. I want to say like maybe Ben Rowland had. Um, a show maybe one time up there they went to. I, 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 that, anyway, I know he went and fought in Kentucky and he lost, but that's been a few years ago. I know that he's a blue belt uh, under Shane Hill, and so that's what I know. Greg, can you give us any more information? Uh, not so much more on Taylor Dunsmore. I just I know he's he's he still hasn't he still yet to find that W in uh, in the MMA that I can see, and uh, but Brian. Neither is Brian, and uh, I believe that Brian has a, uh, a you know somewhat of an amateur boxing background. Uh, uh, 
and he's got a he's got some decent posture and, and he's got some okay hands. You know, they're good. You know, for a for a debut fighter, I believe he's pretty polished up. He's been training jujitsu for some time now. I think he's a white belt still. I'm, I don't think he's a blue belt yet. But uh, I know that Brian uh, is another. He's a super nice guy. Uh, but this is a guy. He's a, he's a Mexican guy, man. He's got, I think he can turn that switch on right there, and he's got the heart uh, that I've seen on anybody. He can keep going and keep going, and he won't quit. And he's tough as nails. And uh, another bias went on me, but I, for that reason, uh, and Taylor still hasn't got the job done yet. I don't think he does against Brian Diaz. I think Brian Diaz gets the finish here. I think he actually probably submits Taylor. That's what I think I'm going to go with. Uh, Hobbs? Yeah, well, it's not often. So if I got an Agogi submission out of an Agogi guy, I'm jumping on that quick. Uh, and I, too, will pick Brian Diaz uh, by submission so I can maybe get one right this time. Torres? Um, yes, um, I've seen, uh, um, I've watched Taylor Dunsmore fight. It was two years ago on Hard Rock MMA. Oh, Hard Rock, okay. Yeah, and uh, he lost that in the clinch, I believe, in the second round. It was a clinch, and he got uh, t- he got knocked out in the clinch with a clean knockout. And um, so that was two years ago. Like you say, Taylor's now blue belt, so he's going to be um, pretty decent on the ground. Um, but, yes, Brian Diaz, man, I mean, he brings it, man. I mean, this is going to be a really good fight. Um, I'm excited for Brian uh, with him, what he brings to the table. Uh, yes, uh, he has a pretty good uh, submission game. And um, yes, his boxing is up there. I mean, he has a, uh, he was young. He did some boxing and it carried over big time. Now he got into doing MMA. Uh, I'm excited to see what Brian brings to the table. So I'm going to take Brian by TKO. All right, everybody takes Diaz. Torres goes TKO, Hobbs and Greg both with submission. Next up, featherweights, 145 pounds. Brianna Shields, debut out of Volunteer Fitness in Newport, Tennessee, taking on Samantha Buttry, 1-0 out of Corbin Martial Arts in Corbin, Kentucky. This is another one I'm, I'm pumped for. It's always you know fun to have female fights, but uh, we got a featherweight bout here. We got uh, we got Brianna Shed, who uh, is a first timer, uh, reached out to us on social media, wanted to know how she'd get involved, and uh, so uh, you know always excited to get new female talent in. She is out of Newport, Tennessee, uh, training at Volunteer Fitness. Uh, which I, you know, I, I don't know how much like martial arts training she has, but she definitely is put together. She's definitely uh, very fit. You can tell by looking at her Instagram. She's she's in great shape. Does the uh, uh, the warrior runs, uh, the obstacle uh, course type races and stuff. You know, you can tell she's in great shape. Uh, we'll see how uh, that translates to the cage against Samantha Buttery, who is one and zero in her short uh, career thus far out of Corbin Martial Arts in Corbin, Kentucky, under uh, John. Jonathan Byerly and uh, that bunch up there, uh, kind of like a sister school of Ian Lawler's uh, group up there. So um, I believe she's a white belt. And um, man, that's that's really all I got for you guys. Hobbs, I'll let you uh, kind of take it from here. I don't know that you have much more, but uh, I, I know you like to talk about uh, female fights. Well, yeah, I do. I love the females. Uh yeah, I mean, not a lot to go off of. I've I seen the same pictures that you did uh, of Shed, and she is definitely impressively in shape. Um, you know, it takes a hell of an athlete to compete in those things that, that she does. I, You know, I'm excited uh, at the weight class that it's in. Um, you know, I, I, I love all fights. I love the lower weight class fights. But uh, when you get these girls at, at 145, you know, they got some uh, – some, some some beef to put behind those yeah. punches, man, and, and you get some good, solid, uh, uh, you know, knockout type uh, 
uh, bows being thrown, man. So, um, you know, that being said, I, I think, uh, man, I'm going to go with buttery. Um, just, you know, with that mixed martial arts gym, mixed martial arts experience, um, I, I'm going to take her by TKO. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if Shed just out of pure athleticism, you know, takes this uh, into, into deep rounds. But, um, you know, like you said, again, a, a fitness gym kind of worries me because, it, it, you know, is she just going in there to hit on a bag? Is she getting any sparring, any any looks? Uh, and it just kind of worries me that, you know, maybe she isn't. Not the way Samantha probably is. So I'm going buttery, buttery uh, by TKO. All right, Torres. I'm going to go, uh, this is really interesting, like you said, really hard when you see a fitness gym. Um, so I'm going to go Samantha on this one by TKO. Greg? Uh, yeah, I, I got to kind of agree. Abs, <clears throat> we've had this discussion back and forth. I don't know if Abs wins, wins fights. <laughs> so, uh you're coming out of a volunteer fitness gym. That's you know kind of like a, a total fitness gym, a kickboxing gym kind of deal, is what it sounds like. I I don't know anything about Brianna and Shed. Uh, I haven't seen the pictures that you guys have seen. I don't I don't know. I'm sorry, but uh, I'm not. I don't want to be that guy. That I just want to. I want to hop on board with Samantha Battery by TKO as well. You would be the one to say abs don't win fights. Everybody takes buttery TKO on that one. I'm proof. I'm That's proof. what I mean. <laughs> All right, next up, we got a catchweight, 160-pound MMA. Kenneth Erwin, debut out of Agogi Combatives in Chattanooga, taking on Devin McNulty, debut out of KMA in Knoxville, Tennessee. All right, now we're getting to the to the needy greedy, as you will. Uh, this is our last two debut fights, uh, but uh, what looks to be our pro- our probably like our best matched of the of them. Uh, we've got Kenneth Irvin uh, debuting out of uh, Agogi. Uh, I'll lean on Torres and Greg for better background there. I'm pretty sure that Kenneth used to train with the Killer Bees though. Uh, before that gym closed. So he has been training around on the scene for a minute, it seems like, even though he hasn't competed. Uh, taking on Devin McNulty out of KMAA. He looks like, uh, you know, a tall, uh, tall, lean uh, fighter. He's got great hair. And uh, I believe he has a wrestling background, high school wrestling background, does McNulty. Um, and uh, I believe these guys are both white belts. If they're, I, I want to say that when we match this up, these guys like, really lined up like real similar when it came to just like background experience and whatnot. Greg, any, any uh, insight you've got on this? I just know that Kenny is also a former Marine. Uh, I know he likes to scramble a lot. He's, well, he did come from uh, American killer beast. He's got a, he's got a, he's got a pretty solid standup game, man. I'm not, I mean, I, I think that this is, this spot really is like, like straight up an even fight and Kenny knows what he's in for. This is, this fight's at 160, correct? So yes. Uh, and and all I've heard is Devin McNulty he had some you know some background in wrestling and stuff, which it, it really it hurts me to do it. But uh, you know, but I went with Kenny, and I'm and I and I know Kenny's got some length right here, and uh, I just uh, it's another bias one in my opinion, and uh, I got to go with Kenny Irvin right here at TKO. All right, Hobbs. 
Well, since Greg doesn't like wrestlers uh, and doesn't support them like I do, <laughs> I am going with Devin McNulty because I believe in wrestling. I'm a huge fan of wrestling, especially that of the high school sorts. Uh, so I think uh, McNulty is going to control this fight and win by decision. All right, Torres. Oh, man, this is going to be an exciting fight. But let me tell you something. That boy, Kenny, is, man, he is he's crappy. Um, this is going to be a really good fight. Um, I'm excited to see. Um, he, like you said, you said Devin was tall. So I don't know. That, I, didn't, I don't know if they both about the same height. But if they are, then, man, it's going to be an exciting fight. The background of wrestling uh, will probably lean more to uh, Devin. But uh, Kenny will bring it, and I'm going to take Kenny by TKO. All right. So Greg and Torres got Irwin by TKO, Hobbs with McNulty by decision. Next up, we got 185-pound middleweights MMA, Dakota Dudley, 3-4, and four, independent out of Xenia, Ohio, taking on uh, Antoine Rumble Savage Curtis, 4-4 four and four, out of Modern Gladiator in Roanoke, Virginia. All right, so uh, middleweights here. This one came together kind of late, not real late. I mean, it's been it's been on for three, four weeks, honestly. But uh, Dakota Dudley, I don't know a whole lot about uh, three and four. So he's obviously been in the cage seven times already, uh, fighting on that Indiana Ohio circuit up there, um, independently fighting out of Zenia, Ohio. Um, I don't really have much uh, more background behind besides that. Uh, seven times in the cage, though, is a decent amount of experience. He's been very, very anxious to, to get on the card. He's a guy that's been has been really angling to get on cards now for about three months. So uh, happy to have him finally taking on Antoine Rumble Savage Curtis, four and four, out of the Modern Gladiator Camp in Roanoke, Virginia. Now he's the coach of this uh, Modern Gladiator Camp. He was here last show cornering. Uh, well. Not last show, but show before last, uh, cornering John Dalton, who lost to the wrestler Brandon uh, Ballard out of uh, or Bull- Brandon Ballard, yeah, Brandon Ballard out of uh, Maryland. But uh, I recall that John Dalton really impressed me with with his toughness in that fight, and uh, and so of course Antoine Curtis, he was his coach. He is a, a striking oriented uh, fighter, uh, like likes to brawl, likes to kickbox, got some power, very athletic. So uh, I'm excited for this one because both these guys have got some experience. And with a middleweight title fight coming up uh, next week between Colin Robinson and Tristan Scarborough, the winner of this could uh, put themselves in a contender type uh, spot next fight. Uh, Torres, any insight here? Yeah, man, um, I'm excited for this matchup as well. Uh, Dakota, um, you know, I was watching a little bit of him. He was originally supposed to go against one of our teammates. I was yeah, Blackwell. It's supposed to be Blackwell here. Yeah, yeah, and uh, Dakota, I mean, he brawls, man. He brings it. Uh, he has a good chin on him as well. Uh, uh, this man this man will fight. And um, Antoine Curtis, uh, I haven't seen much on him, but I've looked up some things on him. And uh, he is, I mean, both of these guys are both coming off a loss. Um, and I think in majority of all of his wins, he's only has, uh, he has a win by a rear naked choke. So he, he will do some things on the ground. Um, he's more of a, he, he, he finishes his guys in the first round if he wins. So I'm expecting to see, uh, Antoine gets his win, uh, giving me TKO. All right. Ha- or Greg. Yeah. I also will take Antoine. Just because he's at the fifty-fifty, I'd like to see Dudley get to get to uh, the fifty-fifty record, but I think the Antoine's going to be bigger here. I think he's just going to be meaner, 
I don't know, man. This is an exciting one right here. 185, right? Like this. Oh, man. Yeah, this is at 185. That's one thing that maybe raises my eyebrows a little bit is that Antoine Curtis is willing to fight 85 or 205. Dudley was set up to fight Blackwell around 70. Yeah, that's why. I, I mean, it's just me bigger. I gotta go with I gotta go with Savage here by TKO. Hobbs. Yeah, same thing, man. Uh, I think size is going to be the big difference here, um, and the guy's got pretty much two two nicknames to yeah. mash mash together to make one ultimate nickname. So um, I'm going. You should with have Antoine fun. You well. should have fun with that one, Jeff. I'd say. Yes. Yes, I will. I will. <laughs> I'm going Antoine. What method would you uh, prefer here? Uh, TKO. All right, everybody takes Curtis by TKO in that one. How else does a Rumble Savage win? <laughs> True enough. Exactly. Next up, we have featherweights, 145 pounds. Bradley Brakefield, three and five out of No Mercy MMA in Union, South Carolina, taking on the Enigma Elijah Gilbertson, three and four out of KMAA in Knoxville, Tennessee. So we'll go uh, to everyone uh, for for these last four fights. We got a little bit more uh, a little bit more data uh, to work with here. This is a, one that I'm really excited for. Featherweights, uh, Bradley Brakefield, of course, out of that uh, goon squad with the uh, No Mercy MMA out of Union, South Carolina. Uh, you know, he's he's a guy that uh, uh, trains with Paul Teague. We've seen him many, many times. He's done most of his fights with us. Had mixed success. He's pulled off some upsets over guys uh, like Anthony Cochran. You know, he's got a win over the Seagoat. But as of late, has has been on a little bit more of a slide. I want to say Breakfield got to three and two. It may have been – he. I think he may be on a three-fight skid. Someone can probably correct me if I'm wrong there. But uh, Brakefield, uh, you know, he's very durable. Uh, he has gone the rounds several times, so he's shown the cardio to go all the nine minutes. And just a very uh, – just a very gritty kind of like salty vet type of amateur fighter, if that makes sense. Um, definitely a guy that you can't sleep on or, or he'll get you. Uh, taking on the Enigma, Elijah Gilbertson, three and four. So the records are very, very similar here. We talked to Elijah last week. If you didn't get a chance to hear that, then go back and check out that interview uh, from last week's show in the archives. But uh, out of KMAA, uh, Elijah, we've talked about him many times, started off his career 0-3, uh, ran off three in a row once he got to KMAA to get to even. But then last time out, uh, dropped one and uh, kind of a flash knockout. Uh, t- well, no, he ended up getting subbed. But uh, after getting a kind of a flash knockdown uh, at the hands of his opponent, Joshua Kelly, in a fight that I, he was doing very well in, I thought he was winning the fight and uh, arguably looked the best he has looked even in his wins. Uh, just uh, made a made a mental error there and paid for it. And I know that uh, after that happened, I was like, man, I hope Elijah gets back to it. And he doesn't, you know, let this kind of derail him. And he was right back in the gym immediately. So um, he has the right attitude here. Very, very tall and lean and built for this 145 class. And he said he's going to 35 after this, which. If the kid can make 35, he will certainly give some dimensional problems to uh, to that division. Uh, Justin, I'll let you take it around the horn here. All right, Greg, we'll start with you. Uh, I kind of wish you guys wouldn't have went to me first on this one. Right Too here. bad. Uh, <laughs> all right, here we go, man. Dude, I like Elijah. I've liked him ever since he's came to Valor. I love his persona. You know, we started out calling him uh, – the, uh, Elvis on acid, but since then we've, uh, you know, he's joined up at KMA, he's touched up, he's polished up his whole, you know, the holes in his game. And like you said, he had a brain fart last time and just got caught up. And, uh, well, with that being said, 
uh, he's going against another guy that is a Valor roster fighter. Is you know just like Elijah. He is a this is a Valor fight right here. This is Bradley Brakefield right here. He he I think he is on the three fight skit right here. But I think out of every guy on the Valor roster, this guy Bradley Brakefield probably has the biggest heart of anybody, and he can go toe to toe with anybody at 145 right here. And the fact that Elijah Gilbertson is going down to 135, there's going to be a big size difference right here. I think with Bradley Brakefield and. I think that Bradley Brakefield's got a mean streak of him right now. I seen his eyes last time he fought in the Valor, and he was really upset. And I, I think he gets the, uh, I think he finishes Elijah uh, TKO. All right, Torres. Uh, I'm going to go with Elijah Gilbertson um, by TKO. All right, Hobbs. Oh no, no, yes, I too am going Elijah Gilbertson. Um, you know, we talked about it last week and my, in my eyes and my heart, uh, last, uh, last fight was Elijah Gilbertson's, you know, real first loss, um, you know, as a prepared fighter. Um, and, and he was in there looking good until, it, until it wasn't, um, Bradley, I just don't know where he's at sometimes. I mean, some of his, you know, what happened at the end of the fight last time, uh, I just don't know if he's got a lot of control. And uh, I like Elijah in this one. I'm going Elijah by TKO. All right. Uh, Hobbs and Torres both go Gilbertson TKO. Greg goes Brakefield TKO. Next up, we have featherweight 145-pound MMA, Carrington Johnson, 1-0 out of Striker Fight Center in Kennesaw, Georgia, taking on Emilio Hernandez, 1-0 out of Tennessee Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu Academy in Spring Hill, Tennessee. Now, this one's going to be good, guys. Uh, featherweights, like Justin said, we've got Carrington Johnson. Uh, he'll be here with his teammate, Cody Linder, and, of course, uh, also teammates Jason Wolf, who we'll see next week taking on uh, Logan Neal. Uh, last time out for Carrington was the show before last. He took on Mardrell Kirby, who was just a just a yoked-up specimen of an athlete out of that uh, Rocket City combat, or Rocket City MMA, and uh, Carrington Johnson hit a – nasty nasty head kick knockout in that one uh just like a walk-off uh head kick ko it was something stellar to behold very athletic very in shape he knows he's got his hands full here as he takes on the black belt from tennessee bjj academy in spring hill nashville area emilio hernandez who we saw make his debut in primal combat with a first round win over dustin garrett who we'll talk about here next actually uh emilio is uh yeah, you know, very popular uh, figure there in Middle Tennessee. Very skilled. It seems like he's out there competing on the BJJ circuit like weekly. Um, headed up a Hydra Cup team a couple weeks back. Just very, very skilled. Um, uh, and he showed off a little bit of striking in that in that fight as well. Uh, so uh, this is a, his kind of final test before he gets ready to go back to Primal Combat to take on Chance Gilbride. Uh, who we'll see next week in Chattanooga. There's a lot of weird interconnecting storylines here, but uh, I, 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 I think that uh, this is definitely a tale of, of two very different uh, different styles. Uh, Hernandez, obviously the grappler. Carrington Johnson, the striker, with a big knockout uh, in his debut. Carrington is well aware that uh, Emilio is a black belt, and Emilio is a tough guy to match because you know you get guys that have never fought before or only have one fight, and then you tell their opponent that they're a black belt. Well, not too many guys are lining up to fight uh, debut and one, uh, you know, one and zero amateur black belt. So, Carrington Johnson uh, is up to the task. All right, we'll start with Torres on this one. Man, 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 what a fight! This is actually going to be one of my favorites. Um, I'm excited to see how this one is actually going to play out. Uh, 
Because Carrington Johnson, I mean, man, his striking is uh, after seeing his strike in the last fight, and that I mean, you gotta remember before the knockout head kick, he threw a head kick before that to stun him. Yeah, he wobbled him big time before that. With him. Yeah, and uh, so Carrington uh, has a, a really, really good uh, stand-up striking. Really didn't get to see much of his ground game in that one because the other guy was more of a stand-up guy as well. Um, so uh, this is going to be uh, interesting. And if Emilio gets him to the ground, I mean, <laughs> that's bread and butter for him. So uh, it's going to be a tough fight, no doubt. But uh, <laughs> ooh, this is going to be, ah, uh, man. I'm, I'm gonna go with Emilio, but I'm going with Emilio. I, I I think Carrington Johnson can push the limits. I think he can at least get it if he can get it going into the deep waters a little bit. I think he can push Emilio, but uh, I'm gonna say Emilio by second round submission. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I mean we can talk all day about you know Emilio's ground game, but I. I we're not talking enough about his his stand up because I think he looked better than just average uh, in his debut. His footwork and his movement, the way he circled in the cage on his toes, uh, not your typical, you know what what you would think if uh, you know we've seen guys that even in the UFC come in, uh, uh, you know, highly decorated black and they're flat footed. Uh, they're just trying to to keep it reach until they're ready for their shot. And you know, Emilio looked. Uh, beyond his years in in the stand up than what you would think, so um, he looked really good in, in the stand up. But that being said, he's going to use that stand up and that movement to look for the perfect shot and uh, and get this to the ground. So I am uh, taking uh, Emilio by submission, and I will one up Torres and say first round. All right, Greg. Man, I hope. I hope that Carrington Johnson comes out just firing his fist in Emilio's face because, and it's not that I, it's not that I'm hating on Emilio at all. I mean, it's just that the, if I, if y'all remember whenever Emilio finally got his opponent down over there in primal combat, the electricity like in the crowd that just went off and how everybody just knew as soon as it went to the ground, Emilio was about to, was about to finish it. Uh, I've never seen that on a debut fighter before. Uh, the electricity that was just going around run, run that gym, I, I can't go against it, but I do want to see Karen to come out and just fire off and go for the TKO. I want to see that. That's what I want to see. You know, everybody likes to see something like that get shut down. Uh, but Emilio by submission, and uh, I, don't, I don't care. Y'all can battle it out between the rounds. I just got Emilio by sub. All right. Everybody takes Emilio by submission. Hobbs goes first round. Torres goes second round. Next up, we have a co-main event, 145-pound featherweight Dustin Garrett, three and two out of DC Combat in Murphy, North Carolina, taking on Daquan Sutton, five and two out of Knoxville Martial Arts Academy in Knoxville, Tennessee. Very, very uh, different fighters again here. Uh, you got your grappler versus striker fight. Um, you know, Dustin Garrett last time out uh, with a loss to the aforementioned Emilio Hernandez. No shame there uh, because no, no one else was stepping up to fight him. So uh, Dustin Garrett uh, at three and one at the time uh, stepped up and uh, and uh, and fell to submission in that first round. But he's very game. We've talked about him many times. He's got a really good motor. Uh, he doesn't tire. Uh, he, 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 has, he keeps a very, very fast pace. Uh, he wants to get it to the ground. He wants to and he wants to ground and pound. He wants to do it very quickly in uh, with uh, uh, a high pace, high output fighter. Um, of course, Daquan Sutton uh, training at KMAA and he has looked 
like so good, uh, especially since he's going to KMAA, uh, just hasn't had the activity level that I'd like to see as far as just staying, uh, staying steady, staying out there, getting, uh, getting several fights in, uh, in a smaller amount of time to where it doesn't seem like he's only fighting like one time a year. And I think that's what we're going to get out of him. Uh, hopefully starting now, uh, of course, five and two, uh, known as a very uh, decorated striker before he got to KMAA already, his kickboxing and tie was, was very, very, very good. And now that's only gotten better, of course, working with Jason King over there. And then uh, you add in the uh, the grappling and the MMA uh, aspect of things. You've got a very, very talented prospect in Daquan Sutton. Uh, but uh, that said, I still think that Garrett will give him a different look than what he's seen before as he's fought a lot of strikers. Um, now you'll get a guy that, that is going to test his ground game and uh, if he's able to get it there. So uh, it's definitely an interesting fight. This is a fight that has got a number one contender uh, written all over it. I think the uh, the winner of this have a very uh, good uh, case to uh, fight Mr. Andrew Sturdivant for, for the championship after. All right, Hobbs, get started. Yeah, man, I, you know, I like Dustin Garrett a lot. I, you know, uh, He's just so intense he, and and driven. When he grabs that single leg, I mean, you can bet your damn dollar he's, you know, he's going to get you down. Uh, Daquan Sutton again, guy that I like watching compete, but it's always kind of a where's Daquan at? You know, where's yeah. he been? Um, and so I would love to see, especially with a five and two record, man, I'd love to see him more active. Um, you know, he's got a good look to him, puts on a good show. He's got a good fan base. Um, so again, I you know, him being at KMAA now, um, or how long has he been there? How how long has he? Yeah, he's been gone there? on about two years probably, but he's only had like one or two fights with them. Right since then, okay. So um, I know you know we know he's getting in the work um, with Garrett getting him down. I think Daquan's you know will f- still find something and pull something out. Uh, so I'm going to go Daquan Sutton. Uh. I am going to say TKO. All right, Greg. Uh, well, <clears throat> one of Dustin Garrett's losses was to a former KMAA opponent, and uh, it was the uh, Anthony Cochran Sego. And the key to beating Dustin Garrett is jujitsu. Uh, and to Quan, I don't think we've got to see a lot of jujitsu out of Daquan nor wrestling, but Dustin's going to plan on taking Daquan down, which he will succeed at taking him down. But uh, Daquan's uh, uh, he's explosive. He's he's uh, he's pretty he's pretty scrambly too, man. He can he can get back to the feet. I think after the takedown. However, Dustin, I think will be relentless with that takedown, and I think in order to break that wheel of Sutton, you're going to have to keep taking him down and hold him down against the cage. I think that's what the plan is here with Garrett. Uh, if he doesn't finish him in, if, if I'm sorry, if Dustin Dustin Garrett can't uh, come up two rounds, I think he wins by decision. I think Dustin Garrett wins by decision, but I can see Daquan getting a knockout here. But my pick's going to go with Dustin Garrett by decision. All right, Torres. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna take Daquan Sunday this one by TKO. Um, I was looking at a lot of what he has done, um, some of his previous fights. Um, you know, he took a two year layoff before his last fight against uh Bismol. I can't say that guy's last name, but uh, uh Bimmy Sola, Bimmy Sola, that's right. Yeah, 
Um, and that was a really uh, interesting fight be- between both of them. And I saw Daquan, and it looked like he has improved with the, after that two-year layoff. So I'm expecting, expecting him to come back with uh, another big performance. So give me Daquan by uh, TKO. All right, Torres and Hobbs go Sutton, TKO. Greg goes Garrett, decision. Next up is the main event, light heavyweights, 205 MMA, Michael Sullivan, 0-1 out of Team Mayhem in Tazewell, Virginia, taking on Lee Radford, 1-0 out of Marshall, Knoxville Martial Arts Academy, Knoxville, Tennessee. All right, so this will round us out here, guys. And, uh, of course, uh, light heavyweights going to end things. Not your typical main event, but, you know, these, these cards are uh, – these amateur showcases, uh, you know – especially when you don't have any title fights on the line. I, I was like, man, what can we do to just make sure that we have the most electric crowd here for the entire night uh, and everyone will get to, you know, fight in front of that big crowd if we put this one on last. And so that's what we're going to do. Michael Sullivan uh, looking for his first win out of Team Mayhem. He's coming here with his teammate, uh, Robert Murray, who we talked about earlier, uh, teammates with Roger Hunnell, who, uh, who we talked about, uh, you know, winning on a couple shows back. He, um, he made his debut. It seems like in the fall of last year, he fought Colin Robinson and he lost to Colin Robinson, but no shame there. Cause Colin's about to go for the 185 title uh, in Chattanooga next week. And Colin is, is a guy that I'm very high on uh, out of Massachusetts, just a very, uh, you know, polished amateur fighter that I think will go a long way. So uh, nothing to hang your head on in a loss to him. He's taken on uh, sexy Lee Radford, who is one and oh, 44 years young uh, out of uh, Maryville, Tennessee, training there with the KMAA um, there in Knoxville. Uh, Lee made his debut. Uh, also, I guess it was last, uh, last I guess it was fall or so of last year as well. And he uh, he got his win over Caleb Holt, who runs camera for us now. So small world, huh? Uh, Lee is, uh, you know, not he's a little longer in the tooth than most and uh, but has got a great story. And uh, we interviewed him as well about two or three weeks back. So you can go back and, and listen to that if you like. But uh, just a, a sweetheart of a guy uh, is Lee. But uh, to be 44, you know, he's 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 in pretty good shape. He's, he's still put together. Uh, he likes to have a good time. But when he goes out there and, and, uh, and gets in the cage. Man, he kind of flips that switch. Uh, the, the weigh-ins last time we saw a little side of him, a little more, you know, aggro side of him that you don't, you're not used to seeing. So he does have that switch to flip. He'll have a lot of people there. So I know he's super nervous about the spot. We'll see if that affects his performance. All right, Greg, get us started. Uh, just the the crowd itself when Lee walks out. Uh, uh, I seriously want to see some fat heads in the crowd because he literally like sells almost every table. I don't know if he did this time. I don't know what his ticket sales are going to be like, but I'm not. He sold know. more. He, we, we've oversold the tables. We're selling tables outside the floor now. <laughs> well, last time Lee won me over with his speech after his fight because he had me moved along with the rest of the crowd. I think Jeff was crying because Jeff cries. But with that being said, I, I got it. I'm just, I'm biased on this right here. Lee's my friend and, uh, and, and Michael, uh, you know, he's 0-1 right now. I know he's going to get, want to get that taste out of his mouth. Nobody likes to lose. And uh, with that being said, I really hope that Lee is taking this whole fight serious. Uh, I really hope he is because I know Michael's wanting to get that O off his record. So um, uh, I got to go with Lee Radford right here via TKO. All right, Torres. Oh, man, yes. I'll never forget that uh, that moment uh, when Lee Radford fought. And that crowd, man, boy, was the electric. Man, it was exciting to see. And um, it was back. And, you know, good little fight between him and uh, Caleb Holt. 
and um, you know, Lee just got the upper hand in that one and got the finish. And uh, so I'm excited to see what he brings to the table against Sullivan. As you said, Sullivan just lost to Robinson, who's going to have a you know middleweight uh, fight, uh, title fight coming up. So uh, I'm going to take um, Ratford in this one. I'm going to take it Ratford uh, by TKO. All right, Hobbs. Yeah, I mean, Lee said it best himself. I mean, there's no way he's losing this fight, regardless of whose hand's getting, you know, raised at the end. Uh, even if his isn't, uh, he knows he's going to come out a winner. But I think we all feel it. You know, Lee is fighting for something else. You know, it's something probably a little more spiritual and, and deeper than, than most of these cats on this card are getting in there for as far as their reasons for doing it. And, uh you know, I don't know. He's, ta- he's talked a lot about, um, you know, whoa. He's talked a lot about, uh, you know, demons in his past. And I th- I think uh, I think he has righted the ship with the man above and uh, and and some higher spirit right now is is doing good things and great things through Lee Radford, because you can see uh, it's probably a lot of the mistakes he's made in the past and the bad decisions he's made. Uh, there is a lot of freaking people that support him. And I, I think this is somebody else's way to help Lee give back to them. So I'm going Lee Radford, and I think it's going to be a TKO as well, like my other uh, partners on here. Um, and I think, uh, once again, it's going to be another special night. All right, so everybody takes Lee by TKO on that one. Gets us rounded out. <clears throat> uh Nine difference in opinions for um, the winner of the fights, and out of the the other ten, uh, six of those are difference in methods. So, plenty of uh, room to change the points race on this one. All right, guys. Well, that's going to wrap up uh, our preview of uh, VFC eighty one. We'll go around the horn one more time, guys. Which fight uh, is uh, is the one that you are looking forward to the most, and why? And uh, then we'll get on out of here and uh, and uh, rendezvous with next week. Uh, we'll uh, go. I'll let Justin go first. You're judging. You don't have to give any uh, any uh, leans or anything, but uh, that doesn't mean you can't be excited. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to the main event the most. I'll take the low-hanging fruit um, just because the crowd's going to be so intense by that time. Um, and like we said, Lee's, you know, brings a, a whole bunch of people. So um, it's going to be the the electricity in there is going to be awesome. You'll be able to feel the, the energy in the room. All right, uh, Torres. Um, man, without a doubt, uh Carrington Johnson versus Emilio. Um, I'm so excited. I don't know what to expect from either or. I know Carrington Johnson got great crisp technique striking and power and Emilio ground game. It's going to be exciting to see what Carrington Johnson have come up. I mean, I, I would be excited to see him uh, try to find a way to get his victory, but Emilio's a beast, man. And this is always exciting to see him fight <laughs> or do BJJ. So I'm excited for that matchup. Greg. I guess I'm more excited to see all the debuts more than anything on this file. Like, all of them coming. There's a ton of them on this card. So, I'm excited to see the new guys coming into Valor. But if I have to pick my one fight that I'm most excited for, it's going to have to be Devin McNulty and Kenneth Irvin. That's the one I'm excited for right there. Both of these guys are going to be – I believe they're going to be big 160-pounders. You know, you know, Kenneth's former Marine, a uh, good striker, uh, was – Killer B turned to Gogi. Now he is going against Devin McNulty out of KMA and uh, said he was a former wrestler. So I'm excited to see that yin yang matchup right there. That's my pick for fight of the night right there. 
All right, Hobbs, finish us off. Oh, and I will because I'm going to completely be the asshole who breaks the rules. Uh, emotionally, the main event, uh, you know, fan and MMA-wise, it's it's a tie between the uh, Hernandez and Johnson and that breakfield Gilbertson. Nice, nice. Well, very good. Uh, we appreciate everybody for uh, hey Tim, real quick. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Before we go, uh, we wish we all wanted to to sing you. Happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Tim. Tim. Happy you guys are the fucking best i gotta say man much appreciated make a man feel humble here uh thank you guys so much thanks uh, to all our listeners out there as well uh be sure to tune in to vfc 81 it goes down friday night for the world famous cotton night joe knoxville tennessee get your tickets at fighter ticks with an x.com or check it out live and on pay-per-view at vfc mma for my co-host justin watson my panelist torres finney greg hopkins jeff hobbs i'm your host tim loy signing out for another edition of the valor hour Radio Influence strives to bring you excellence in podcasting. We work with radio personalities like Ian Beckles and DJ Eakin, news and political pundits like Frank and Tracy Beans, experts from the sports world like veteran football scout and coach Chris Landry, MMA experts Jason Floyd and Daniel Galvan, and strength and conditioning coach Jeff Crochelle, and more. If you're looking for food, sports, music, entertainment, politics, no matter the topic, Radio Influence has something for everyone. All of Radio Influence's programming can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.